0: Welcome, Highfalutin' Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 259. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? I'm feeling good this week. Been in a funk, waiting for waiting for damn snow, waiting for something to happen. It seems like things are starting to gel. Obviously, you are not in Colorado, because if you were, there'd be over a foot of snow on the ground, and resorts are opening around. up. yee ha. Be- I'd be doing snow angels, dancing. It it would just be perverse. The 2021-22 season is going to be officially underway this weekend. It's a beautiful thing. We're talking about some crazy upgrades or upgrade it was it's an upgrade to a pass it's an experiment let's say i think it's an experiment we'll see how this works out i don't think it's an experiment i mean there's yeah there's there's some foundation there so we'll see and we're talking about the skeezy pass the skeezy pass you know i've been to amusement parks where you pay a few extra bucks get to cut the lines well fast pass right that's what they call it those places Yes, be happening at a ski resort near you this season. But or a few ski resorts near we'll you. We'll get into that a little bit later. But thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, ski com. We are on your favorite social media apps, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Everywhere. untapped at Ski Bum Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. I think Big, we're at the point, Brian, we shouldn't we just shouldn't say it because you know what? You guys know know. us if you're listening. People People got to know. know. Get drilled into their heads. That's right. Send us an email. skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Big, huge thank you to our sponsor, Paradise Skis. ParadiseSkis.com. Go there. Use the code Skibum 15% 15 off. Boom. Make seriously fun skis. Paradise Skis is all about making skiing as fun as possible. Whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts bringing the parking lot apre or getting up early for that f- huge backcountry objective. It's our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. They got two pairs of skis, they got the red and the blue. Red resort, B blue backcountry. They got a splitboard, the green, which is a snowboard splitboard. Again, go to the website com. use the code ski bum 15, 15% off. Thank you Paradise Skis. We were talking a lot more about them when I actually ski on mine, when they fixed all the burn holes in big snow and when the snow (laughs) actually starts falling in the northeast. It's like 78 degrees here and hot and humid and gross. Uh, Fun times. Fun times. But it's getting colder. But it's going to be glorious this year, I assure you. So Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do.
1: It's time for pray today.
0: So I'm trying to keep it in the... Octoberfest vein, but we're we're definitely past Oktoberfest when it would have happened. So I'm always kind of like everybody's selling Oktoberfest beer, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about it. I'll drink it in October, right? That's kind of what. Well, it's- it just you know w- when you think about something that's named with the name of the month, you think that's the time it's being. Should be consumed when it's celebrated. But again, if you think that, you're obviously not German because in Germany, the train that's 15 minutes early is actually late. Exactly. That's just the German mentality. It's like it's the we're going to celebrate October in September. Exactly. Like that's, you're late already. You're late. So if you've made to Octoberfest. October, forget right. Octoberfest. You're done. That's what Octoberfest is. If you, if you're in October, you're late. Yep. So uh It ends. I think it starts with the third week of September, or sec, first or second week of September, and ends the first week of October. So I think it's about a month. So I was like yeah, it's like isn't it two or three weeks. Uh, know, you've been there, so you shouldn't. You I think it's better. supposed to be three weeks, but I think they stretch it to about four, like a month. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, it's a half yeah. week, and everybody goes out and parties for the weekend before and the weekend after. It's kind of when like your birthday falls on a Wednesday, right? It's an all-one birthday. Week. Yeah. Oh, no. I take the month. The month. <laughs> the month. It's got to be if done. If it falls within, it's the week. But if it's on the weekend, tagging on, it's just the weekend. Got to take it. Just the weekend. Just the weekend. Just be happy you're getting a Friday or Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do uh, you got today? So keeping with that vein, I, I decided to do the place that I have been for Oktoberfest twice out of two times. Two out of two times. Two for two. So, Polliner, Polliner. So, um, I got to say, I didn't realize. So, I went with John the first time and he was like, no, Polliner is like the big tent. I'm like, really? And then I started Googling and, you know, do a bunch of searches and all. And you're like, that's one of the main, you know, top five out of a bunch of different tents. So, um, you go in there, that place is, it's all yellow and white and it's just glorious. So, the second time Mm -hmm. I went back with Melanie, Polliner tent, same place. There you go. Same place, same fun time. Nice. So, what are the top five tents then? Would you be able to like? Do you know that off the top of your head? I'm sure spotten would be one of the ones, right? Um, I'm trying to. Think. I think it was. Well, it was definitely well. So the big tents are hold about what five thousand each, right? Ponders one. Um, I think it's um, Hoffbrow, right? Hoffbrow's one. And when they say the big ones, they're saying the ones that hold about five thousand people inside and about 2,000, two thousand twenty five hundred outside because they have the beer garden. And then they have a chain of the smaller ones. So it's like the top five or ten and then and then the smaller ones, there's like another ten or so of those. Hocker like Shore. Hocker shore, yeah. That's one of the main ones? Yeah, Hocker Shore. Wow. Shooter's yeah. tent. Schutzen. That is Schützen. I Schützen. have no idea. That's uh, Peter Wackel's tent. Kafer's? Kaif- no idea. See? German I mean, brand that just doesn't get out of Germany. Wine tent. That's like a classic one. Schottenhamel? No idea. Brower's Rosy. There's some that actually have like meats in there. Like, so they do October. The, fast, Oxen the tent. theme is like, yeah. It's like just cured meats and just stuff around. It's like, Just eating all paleo for the day. Augustiner, Augustiner. So I went to Augustiner. Ten outside was nice, I got to say. And what Augustiner does, what a lot of them don't do, is they actually tap the full keg. So they get the old wooden barrel off the horse and drawn carriage, and they actually tap that thing. It's pretty cool. Wow, so I spent my time at mainly at the Polliner and then at the Augustiner. Augustiner. So I went to Augustiner. Brewery one time that was pretty damn good. I gotta say it was um, ho House is great. You go right there, like the original one. It's nice. Like they got the whole restaurant around this big garden, like they have trees growing out. It's like it's huge. And have a bar in there, you know, bar outside, and you just I love it because there's no mixed drinks, no cocktails, no fruity guy going, psh, 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 what do you want? You know? No mixologists? It's, yeah, no mixology. It's do you want beer? And it's like, which one do you want? The 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 pills? The Oktoberfest or the or the Dunkel, Dunkel sometimes, or it's a Heller, you know, whatever. Uh but I like Hellas beer really. Yeah. Uh this one's different. It's like a Hellas, but it's like got a caramel note. Like it's well very, it's an Oktoberfest, right? It's the car- got the Marzen. It says Marzen beer, right? Yeah. In Marzen. Because the Marzen's really like the thing, the main is it a grain? I think it's a grain. Sounds like yeah. Marzipan, right? That's what makes me think about it. It gets me excited. I Love me some marzipan. It's almost stolen season. Oh, but it's great. It's easy yeah. drinking. I don't think it's that alcoholic. It's uh well actually, well, it's funny. You say like five, six percent. And what happens is you're over time, gallons of beer there that day. Right. So sometimes they're they they were not that heavy. And then Oktoberfest they went a little hard and People get super hammered. And um, that's why they have that hill, right? Yeah, puke hill. I Pukil. well, they told me it's called puke hill. I I believe it because um, I've seen people puking, sleeping. It, if you want to talk about Oktoberfest, you got to go into the into the archives because we have a lot of shit on Oktoberfest. I tell you that that puke hill and stuff was it was crazy crazy. Not the place to be. But think about it. You're drinking... Even if you're small, you're trying to drink about two or three liters of beer. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lot of beer. Is a lot, that's a lot of freaking beer. Yeah. I mean, my water bottle for the gym is half a liter. Yeah. So think about six of those. The volume alone is staggering. It's a lot of goddamn beer. Yeah. Well, speaking of not a lot of goddamn beer, so... I I bought a lot of beer for a party for my wife's birthday party a couple weeks ago. Oh, this is and, I, that's a good idea. And I still have a lot floating around because I thought people would be drinking a lot, and they didn't drink nearly as much as I expected. Because kind of like older. writing off your beer on work, right? You got to like, uh, you got to get yeah. some good shit next time. Be like, this is all the stuff I want. Well, I went, you know, he did the. The Costco thing, yeah, with the cases of whatever they had. And this is a beer that's very not in brand for me. It's not fancy. It is made by some weird guy at his barn that makes like, you know, two, four packs of it a year. All right. Like, and I've never, I don't think I've, I've maybe Does had he have a one twiddle shirt of these. He uh, has a twiddle shirt, doesn't he? Long beard. This is a beer, very not in brand. I've maybe had this beer twice in my life uh, because Twice? I'm just a snob. I'm just, a, I don't know. I don't know. It's just not really what I would get because it's not strange and weird and fancy. But I will tell you, I'm drinking a Stella Artois. I love my Stella. It's you know what I had before the podcast, before these things? six I Stellas. a Stella. I got to tell you, like... Well, I have a least... Stella and a gummy, so I'm, I don't want to say... Eh, I mean, this is pretty much like the PBR of Europe, right? Ah, that's, it's good. It's like the Anheuser. It's like the, the Budweiser of Europe. It's it's light, it's refreshing. They've been making it since 1366. Aren't they owned by Budweiser now? I'm sure they are. Budweiser runs everything. They day. are. 1366, they started making this beer. Isn't like the Reinheits Like, isn't that like 1480 or something in Germany? Like the beer purity laws. Like this is further back. Laws are They're like, we we set the law for you. Well, I like like didn't they have a series of commercials a bunch of years ago where people like Cycling and they're drinking like Stella, like that's, that's like right. what they do. And it's they like have the whole, stop. they have the the knife that you you make the foam go away on. Like that's their thing. That's right. I gotta tell you again, I'm i have just Mr. Beer Snob. Like I'm looking at my phone. It's not bad, ratings. right? It's how not bad? How low the number of people have, have like rated this thing is? Like oh, like only six people have had this beer. Like that's the crap I would order. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the Stella hits the spot, man. This is delicious. I like the Stella, and I wanted. To have, I have this delicious coffee pumpkin imperial beer that I want to drink. It gets way more in brand for me. They make it for like two weeks once uh, every decade. I want a, a dark beer. I, like I that wanted commercial? To, <laughs> I, yeah. I want it. It's made with goat's milk. <laughs> I wanted to drink this weird local brewery, <laughs> local coffee collaboration, but it's too goddamn hot. I'm like, what am I going to drink that's light? And refreshing? Is that out of the coffee that the cat pooped out? <laughs> The uh, this beans. oh, what are those things called again? The, the tr- <laughs> not a trivet, something like that. Yeah, the it's little a cat, right? Like be- some- it's a f- it's in the cat family. <laughs> yeah, it craps family. out. It just shits out beans. Cat shit coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we made a special beer. It's a it's a quadruple IPA made with cat cat crap <laughs> cat crap coffee. We've collaborated. Oh man, but this is just a Stella. And you know what? Now here, this is the one thing that kind of. Grinds Damn my gears good. a bit. Eleven point two ounces. Who the f- who is making beer this small? Why eleven point two ounces? I because mean, because they're big company, and you know what? Those extra eight point eight ounces make up a whole beer after a while. Shrinkflation. This is your shrinkflation right here, dude. And that with everything. Look at your tube of toothpaste. That tube of toothpaste came in the same box as the three ounce and right now it's like 2.35 or it's not even 2.3 2.5 it's you know like 3.5 or 3.2 toilet paper and paper towels from costco yep. it used to be i have a uh, toilet or a paper towel holder sitting in the kitchen and it used to be the costco roll would not fit in there because it was too goddamn girthy now it now fits. it fits perfectly Boom, we got extra room. You're like, we're gonna take thirty-six sheets from your roll and charge you the same goddamn amount. Dude, they do it one sheet at a time. It's like taxes. Let's go, Brandon. It's like (laughs) 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 it's like taxes and the debt. Just one little sheet at a time. Like, I'm just gonna use one more sheet. Inflation is theft. People saving their goddamn money. Now it doesn't buy as much. You're getting banged in the ass. Thanks, government. They're all no one's taking a pay cut there. None of them. None of them get a pay cut. So why doesn't the government get a pay cut when everybody else does? Well, because they're the ones who make the rules. And why, if Damn. you're making the rules, would you penalize yourself? But the government came out with a really great healthcare plan and program a few years ago. And why doesn't the government like take the same plan? The government, <laughs> anything they do is never done as efficiently as the private market. Ever. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we're not talking about could, this shit we're not talking about politics if you sit down with Ben Franklin today what would you say I he'd would, get an uh, earful wouldn't he hey man his big thing that he said back then that really stands true these days is either we're going to hang together or we're going to hang separately yeah there and you that go that is words to live by for this current day so if you had to sit on. down like a lunch with Ben Franklin would you be doing most of the talking or would you be letting him talk well, I let him ask questions like what the hell's going <laughs> on? Gracious. And I'd be like, Well, Ben, that's I'll great. I'll explain it. I gotta tell you I can. the shit that's going on. Let me pull up this magical rectangle with all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he woke what? up after 40 minutes of passing his ass out, seeing the devil that you are showing the future. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That would be awesome though. Can you imagine you have an hour with Ben Franken and he faints at the sight of the <laughs> the devil? With the box the hell up, videos of the future. <laughs> yeah. I need answers. <laughs> yes, I actually have a Ben F. Franklin action figure over here. Nice. It's not surprising. Not surprising. Not su- very very I work for here. a company that has Ben Franklin as a mascot. Look at that. Beautiful thing. You work for the seventy sixers, huh? Exactly. Philadelphia. Everybody loves Philly. Yes, city it's of like, brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly love. It is like the gem of the East Coast. It is. It's a if Anybody is coming, listening to us from the UK, you definitely need to go and see Philly. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, somebody got stabbed by the cheesesteak pl- cheese place the other day. <laughs> did you hear about that? <laughs> no, I did not. Like, damn, somebody's getting it. It wasn't Gino's and it wasn't the other one, but they're like, John's pork. <laughs> <laughs> so it was right near, there but somebody gets Bam. like I was like, damn. They're all there. There's an altercation. I'm like, I don't think that's the first time. Is it wearing like a Dallas Cowboys jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Right. Like toe, shoes, socks, hat. It's one of the cowboy cheerleaders. They yeah. stabbed the goddamn cheerleader. <laughs> stabbed the cheerleader. She was getting a damn sub. She's fine as hell getting a cheesesteak You're gonna stab <laughs> her? I'm like, what the hell?
1: Let's go to Ski News this is big
0: news now this is probably going to come out on monday big we're recording this on thursday the weekend's already happened after when you're listening to this but how about a basin opening sunday 10 17
1: they got
0: dumped on out in colorado they got 14 inches plus a basin is opening sunday wolf creek Expected Boom. to kick off the season after 14 inches of snow. Saturday, the 16th; Sunday, the 17th. I don't know anybody that would go to Wolf Creek. Nobody. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know anyone who's currently driving there at this very moment. I don't know why you would. In the car right now. I don't know why you would. Quite. The What's journey. going on over there? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, the season is kicking off. That's snow awesome. is falling. We're getting a couple of resorts that are starting to open up. And have a good trip next. You know what that means, brothers and sisters. It's time to. It's time to get in the snow. Best time of year. Well, I think you should take this too, Brian. I'll take this too then. k two segue into K2 Sports confirms end of the full tilt brand. This is kind of some sad, interesting news that's come out. And so K2 is the owner of Full Tilt. And What they're saying is that they are going to kind of fold it into the K2 family of boots. And Full Tilt's always had this unique three-piece boot. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. I've always been curious about it. And we have two people that we know who have gone from regular traditional boots to full tilt and have never looked back. They said, these are so much more comfortable. These are way better boots. These are so much better on my feet. I can ski longer. And I can ski better. And now they're going away. So part of me is like, maybe I should just avoid them altogether because what hmm. if I like them and then I can never oh, get them again? Exactly, right? Or, what if that's a genius idea? Or do you go and just buy a couple pairs now to make sure you have them it's a, it's a couple different ways of looking at this whole scenario because i have been I've been kind of coveting them and very very curious to try them over the last two years and now it's like well sugar get off the pot my man because they're not gonna exist after next year so I, I'm still trying to like decipher exactly what they're saying because they're saying they're gonna again, f- kind of fold them into the k2 lineup but does that mean they're still gonna make that boot because it seems like it's such a different build process to make them this way versus the regular traditional boots that they have that it worth the money to manufacture them separately that's a good question and who's manufacturing them right like there's places that are shut down right now from the whole covid and all this other shit going on right like so I don't know sometimes you can't get stuff manufactured here anyway Yeah, they said the 21-22 winter season will be the final ski season of Full Tilt in the market. Through spring 2022, Full Tilt will be continuing to push out product releases, provide customer service, dealer support, warranties, exchanges, support athletes, share unique content, and run a dedicated marketing platform. For decades, the original three-piece ski boot design has dominated competition, brought style to the ski boot game, and provided fit solutions for countless skiers. So... Hmm. I, this doesn't sound good. For now and the future, K2's ongoing dedication will further drive boot innovation and continue to promote the progression and culture of skiing. It doesn't
1: I wonder what really they're trying like to get out, out of the keep boot. Game it going.
0: What's going on, right? Well, K2 obviously makes tons of boots. They've got you know a ton of different models. I, I don't see them they're probably just trying to streamline their product offering. Yeah. I know when we talked to, to Jason Leventhal back in, back in January, I asked him about that specifically. Cause you know, they, he was kind of running the full tilt brand for a while. And I was hmm. like, would you ever, would you ever come out with a ski boot brand of your own again? And he's like, Oh no, such a pain in the ass. It's so much, <sighs> it's so much work and it's so much, it, there's so much to it, which is again, why you don't see that many different kinds of ski boots. And, it's really unfortunate because it's one of those pieces of gear where it it, it, it there's never like revolutionary changes in ski boots. Well, I mean, people you have, don't like, realize how important things. it is, right? It's the most important part of your gear. And yeah. you you have those wacky innovations like the Apex ones where it's like a boot and then it has that whole like big system that like locks into your binding. It's like an exoskeleton that locks yeah. everything in, right? There's that thing I mean, the big thing is obviously all these hybrid boots for you know, between touring and Alpine. But I mean, something like a. Well, K2 is part of a tilt. bigger company, right? Well, I think K2 is the big company, and Full oh, okay. is the smaller brand within K2. Ah. So I wonder if they just, like you said, they're just trimming down the product line. Like, why have all These different brands making boots, if they're pretty similar or something, I don't know, but they're, they're unique. And again, I think it's you know, they're probably looking at volume numbers, no. how many they're selling versus you know, the K2 ones, which are probably you know, they're selling the fleet collection too. You know, there's all the rental shops, they you know, buy a couple hundred of them, and and again, the same kind of molding, similar molding across the whole line. While Full Tilt has like a whole unique, different probably production system so i wonder if like skis people would start looking for custom-made boots right you never hear a custom boot maker. you hear a boot fitter yeah i mean like 3d printing isn't there going to be have to be a way where you can 3d print your own boots yeah i mean if you know the boots shape and everything like why couldn't you that's what i'm saying why not right right? buy a liner 3d print your boot and you got to print buckles, like I don't know how you would do that. this is well, way above my pay that grade. you put on, but you know just how many parts would it? you need? Well, you'd still have the parts that you would need to put on the boot the, the you know the cranks, the clasp and and everything, but, mm-hmm. I don't know. you're talking about something that we're getting into why are there custom skis but not custom boots, right, so you have your standard boots that have a custom boot fitter. But you're still riding custom skis. So, yeah, I don't know. I want somebody to sew my jacket. How about that? I want a custom jacket maker. <laughs> that would be good. They also make those booties, those Apré booties, and they're nice. going to be gone now, too. I know, because we mentioned you had to mention it. I didn't even get a chance to put in my cart. Uh, Sold out. Now, I wonder, though, I wonder if maybe if you reach out to some of the some of the folks, the marketing folks at FoldSilt, they were like, I'm getting fired. Like, screw it. You might want some boots? I'll give you like five pairs. Dude, those would be like, you save them for like a year. They'll be like a legend. Like, oh my God, I got to buy them. eBay be going for like the price of Yeezys, Yeezy boots. Yeah. At what point is that going to happen? <laughs> I'm looking at the comments here because this was pulled off of New Schoolers. And one guy says, as an ex-boot fitter, I approve of this decision. If I were grand emperor of the ski (laughs) industry, I would buy every boot brand and put it all under one brand. Everything the same color, just different fits. No more brand bias. Ski boot marketing is as slimy as pharmaceutical marketing. Let the professionals do their job. You'll be happy with the results. Nice. Interesting take, right? Very interesting take on things. Yeah. Yeah. What's his uh, handle? <laughs> that would be <laughs> Lemu- that Lemuel. Okay, nothing too fun. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. Never once yeah, I got like wacky, you know, skier Like, no, I don't. I don't listen to that guy. Yeah. So there you go. So you got this year to buy them if you want some. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I may have to go get some. So, so, original's on sale later this month. So, we have a, a story. This is a James Newhouse um, story. So, he's releasing 10 original trail map paintings for sale. And it's a collaboration with Wagner Skis and two very special NFTs. Uh, so, after three decades, he's stepping away from uh, creating ski resort trail maps. If anybody doesn't know, he's the guy that he's pretty much created like 90% of all the trail maps right to this point of and he pioneered the way that it gets done. Yeah. It's cool. If you go onto his website, you can actually look at how many he's done and you can buy prints of them, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. I th- I f- There's just been dozens and dozens of them, but he has it all broken out listing all the ones he's done. And it's pretty cool. Like he's, um, so in 2021 of October, which is now, right soon, the 19th mm-hmm. is uh, next weekend. Next week, um, yeah. So he's going to release the first set of 10 originals showcasing resorts across the United States, including select original paintings and sketches uh, of Brighton, Mount Hood, Ski Bowl, uh, North Star, Killington, Pico, Okimo, and Heavenly. So that's pretty cool. And and these aren't like maps. These aren't trail maps. They're like paintings. But the way he did everything, like, it's funny. I, th- I think I saw a video of, of when the book came out and they were talking about how he's able to scale down. Like, you got to scale everything down and not necessarily in the right proportion to get everything on a ski map. So, you know, it's it really doesn't tell you the the magnitude of the place or the distance between one place and another, but it scales in for you to just get your bearings on looking at a trail map. So it's pretty cool. Like there definitely was an art to, to what he was doing. And the fact that he's created like all of these maps is just pretty amazing. Yeah. He says on his site that he's been painting aerial views since 86. His first ski map was 1988 and has, created over 350 different views for resorts, tourist bureaus, golf communities, and outdoor sports related entities. Wow. Yeah. His, uh, his clients are all over the world from the U S to Canada, China, Australia, Chile, Japan, Korea, Scotland, New Zealand, and Serbia. Wow. Each view is hand painted by brush and airbrush using opaque watercolor to capture the detail and variations of nature's beauty. I was to say the work is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I've just got a bunch of trail maps sitting up here on my wall that I'm looking at. I'm looking at one from Whistler Blackholm that he did. and yeah. it's Jackson Hole over there that he did. Like, it's just... And then you look at one from Ishkill, which he did not do. And it's not nearly as visually appealing. It's very different. It's very it's, Austrian. It looks like... COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like COVID. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I remember um, I think what was the thing? It was like a Kickstarter or something. They came out with the James Newhouse. Yeah. His um, book. Book. And I think that was on Kickstarter. Right. And we remember we talked about it. We talked about it. And you can go to the site and buy it now too. 292 page hardcover coffee table book. That's pretty cool. Really it has again. a lot of the old maps and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing. We when you see an artist like this, right? You don't see them for how many years. And now you're noticing them, or you're following them, or you know, it's the passing of the torch, or we're getting to a point where nobody's using artists' renderings. They're taking like a satellite shot or something. Um, it really is like good to see people getting appreciated for the work that they've done because think about it. he would fly over in helicopter and then paint this, this whole thing versus, Oh yeah, I see the satellite image and I could just take a picture of that and colorize it. How about, yeah, well you could do that or you can actually have some talent to do like a nicer rendering. Um, but it's kind of cool. I, like- I wonder what happens next. Is there going to be like, are they going to have like a, they should have some sort of reality show where they pick the next artist, like the next ski trail map artist. Yeah. What happens when he quits? Like there's so many people are using him, right? Like if somebody says, Oh, we want you to update our map. If he says, no, I'm not going to do it. What do they do? They get some hack. It looks like cartoon stuff in the (laughs) middle of like a painting. Like that would be pretty funny. Right? Like you definitely see in this work here, this is the first generation. Uh, schlubby artist where he, he draws Fred Flintstone in there at uh, some point. And I would say now, if you want to buy, buy a Squaw Valley print, do it now. Boom. Because it's going to be gone. Through the roof. better than stocks. Yeah, Art. Artwork. Art, every time. Art is the key. But i wonder wondering who's going to be the next guy. Maybe Hunter Biden will be like the guy. Hunter Biden, painting trail maps. It's going to be satellite one, two, three going bloop and they colorize it and it's, it's all done. It's instant. We're, we're going to instant comp- trail map live. Cause you know what? Somebody's not going to be happy with an image that shouldn't change year to year. They're going to want an up to date image live. It's going to be like a castrated version. We're just fucking idiots. The that, that bottom line is we're idiots and this is what we're going to say that we want because we don't know any better. I want a live image of where I'm going to ski. Do you really need one? <laughs> Perhaps that is the future. Yeah, you have like imagine you had like a v- augmented reality goggles and it just beamed in your trail map, live footage, right into your goggles. So you'd be like, Oh, this is where I am. I'm gonna go over here. Yeah. And you go right off a cliff because no. you don't look at what you're doing. <laughs> or right someone hacks. Fucking, like, someone squeeze. hacks your goggles. Your goggles have been hacked. (laughs) Are you looking at a screen the entire time? You never looked at where what's in front of you. Come on. Everybody saw it was like There's a cavern. You went right into it.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. It is cool too that he's doing some NFTs though. That's good. Yeah. That would be cool to have, you know. We're doing uh, some NFTs too, right? We gotta have them out there. Oh god, we don't have anything. We got (laughs) nothing. Dude, we barely got time to post a podcast, let alone frigging learn how to create NFTs. Oh my God. It's been brutal lately. Yeah. Been brutal. We're getting there. Getting there. We're going to oh, hit the holidays soon. And that's going to be... I just want to get on the snow, man. That's stressful. it. Stressful. Dude, we hit the holidays and then you get stressed. And then you just want the snow. And then you're waiting for the snow. And then the snow comes and you got to grab it while you can, I guess. That I guess is the moral of the story. Grab it while you can, which and is that's a perf- what James, new- James Newhouse is the same thing, right? And it's a perfect interlude to our last story, which is the announcing of Dear Rider, the story of how Jake Burton Carpenter pioneered a global cultural phenomenon. There's a new HBO original documentary in association. With- what was that word, Brian? Association with Red Bull Media House, which premieres. November 9th on HBO Max. Awesome, Dear Rider H- is an so, inspire. They say uh, HBO Max isn't it just HBO? Well, it's like the the app. Well, much. Why you gotta say Max? Why they gotta be like that? I don't know. Here, Dear Rider is an inspiring feature documentary from Red Bull Media House. It's a celebration of the life and vision of Jake Burton Carpenter, who died in twenty nineteen, the pioneer who propelled the sport of snowboarding into a global and cultural phenomenon. Inspired by the Snurfer, a surfboard-inspired strip of wood, Jake created his first snowboard in 1977 as an inexpensive alternative to skiing. From there, he developed increasingly versatile boards while encouraging ski resorts, sponsors, world-class athletes to take up what the media dubbed the worst new sport. By the late 1990s, Jake's vision had catapulted the punk-infused culture of snowboarding into the mainstream and ultimately onto the world stage of the Olympics. But as Jake and Burton thrived in the new century, he battled two very serious health problems, Miller-Fisher syndrome, a rare nerve disorder, as well as cancer, which ultimately claimed his life in 2019. Today, Jake's memory lives on throughout the snowboarding community, and his wife, Donna Carpenter, remains at the helm of the family-owned business. Nice. So this is coming out in a couple of weeks. Again, HBO Max, Red Bull House, Red Bull Media House. It should be awesome. And again, as skiers, you know, you kind of, you know, we're all guilty of, of talking trash about snowboarders and snowboarding in general, but you no, know what, he was, uh, he was the guy that started think of that. He was the, he was the pioneer. And you know what? A lot of the resorts that we love now might not be open if snowboarding hadn't come along and kind of injected some adrenaline and youth and excitement back into the sport. It injected youth and more people getting into the sport like a lot more than skiing did because it was not inviting. Let's put it that way. Right. It it wasn't inviting. And it was kind of becoming this overpriced, snobby, snotty, elitist sport. Kind of like getting your vaccine. Boom. I said it. It's it's, well, it's becoming, it was becoming elitist back then. And I think that is actually a perfect segue into our main topic. Which, boom, in case you haven't heard yet, there was an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal a few days ago. Just a little publication, you may have heard of it. It's all EP anyway, it's all EP news, right? <laughs> well, they announced that Killington, Snowbird, Copper, and Mount Bachelor will be instituting a premium fast tracks program hmm. this season. So, what they're saying is uh, that resorts that are owned by powder are going to, I mean, those are all, those four resorts are powder owned mountains. Right. And they've announced to access the tracks, which will be located at the most popular ski lifts at each hill station, customers will need to purchase a daily fast tracks pass. Hmm. They'll start. So, this is to even access it, right? Well that's the thing. I don't think it's just to access it. I think it's again to get that so this is what we're trying to figure almost, out now. Right? You pretty much can cut the line. I mean, I don't know, if you've probably been to Disney in the most in, in a recent time and I've been I went to Hershey, we uh, no, where to go. Uh Sesame Place this oh, past summer. I heard Sesame Place is the bomb act. It's actually pretty fun for little yeah. kids. And you pay for this pass and there's like a certain rides have a fancy fast pass section. So all these people have been waiting in line for who knows how long you roll zip up in your right fast by. pass little wristband or whatever in they scooter. do. The d- <laughs> you go right up to the front of the <laughs> line and you just it. get to cut on. You see what happens see, in the scooter, you zip in. There you go. You don't have to have it because that'd be ridiculous. This is yeah. again, if you want the, if you want the ability to go and cut the lines. Oh, they have lanes. But they're saying it'll start at 49 bucks a day. It'll start But we'll have dynamic pricing based on mountain, peak times, holidays, and day of the week and go on sale November first. So this is the privilege you used to get if you had a lesson or you were with a big group or media or something like that. Now everybody's gonna be just cutting the line. sounds great, but depends what side of that cutting the line you're on. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So that was the, the the main article there from the Wall Street Journal. And there was another follow-up that was kind of like an, an analyzing the program from Peak Rankings at peakrankings.com.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they said that the fast tracks program will be in effect at the following lifts. So if you're at Killington, it's pretty much every lift: the K1, wow. Superstar, Ramshead, Snowshed, Bear Mountain, Sky Peak, Skyship, Gondola. Yeah, you know, people Snowden just cut in the line because they can. Needles Eye Express. All all the big main the big lifts. yeah, Big main lifts. At Snowbird, Peruvian, Gadzoom, Gad2, Mineral Basin, Little Cloud, and Baldy. Aerial tram, not included. Hmm. Copper, you got American Eagle, American Flyer, Super B, Timberline Express, Storm King, Accelerator, Woodward Express, and at Mount Bachelor. Pine Martin, Sunrise, Skyliner, Cloud Chaser, Outback, Northwest, Summit, Redshare, and Little Pine. Hmm. So this, for for a premium, here's where it gives you the nice breakdown here. For a premium, guests will be able to skip the lines and directly load the lifts at Copper, Killington, Mount Bachelor, and Snowbird. Now, Copper uh-huh. actually tried this, I guess, two years ago. Hmm. And they didn't do it last year with crazy COVID year, but this is completely new for the other three resorts. Hmm. So the folks at peak rankings kind of gave their take on it. They said all four of these mountains can get quite crowded. Their crowd flow scores range from five to seven in our mountain scores with Killington faring the worst and copper managing the best. This decision is sure to make money for all the resorts involved. However, we imagine general guests, Patriots fans, especially season pass (laughs) holders who already spend thousands for access, will be annoyed by the potentially longer wait times and feeling of commercialization brought on by the program. It's unclear how many people will actually sign up for these fast track passes. So we'll just have to wait and see how much of an impact these policies have on crowd flow. It's worth noting that based on our research and conversations with locals, the crowding impacts from Copper's old fast pass policy were relatively minor. However, the other three resorts aren't quite as good at handling crowds as Copper in general. We'll be sure to stop by these resorts next season to see for ourselves. So, Mario, yeah. you've skied in Vermont on weekends, yeah. holiday weekends, and snowy weekends. What, what do you think about this for a place like Killington? I want to start by saying, I hope I don't offend anybody. Oh boy. <laughs> but I think this is going to just, it's it's going to, it's going to fuck, it could fuck up the whole ski industry. So I did a whole thing where I was like, you know what, they've done this at Disney. So let me just see what, what some of the comments on Disney are. So I went to Frommer's and Frommer's has like a whole thing on it. They're saying number one, which Problem number one, after implementing something like this, where you pay for play to go and jump in line in front of other people, um, Disney's been doing this for a while. So like you can analyze what's happened there with the rides and and the satisfaction of the park and stuff. And you'll find out like, it's not all rosy. Like it's great for the people that can afford it, but for the regular schmo, ski bum, it sucks. If you have the pass, it's freaking great. So problem number one, which actually affects everybody, you're going to pay more. So what's going to happen is people are going to pay a premium to get this pass. Let's say it's like twice what a regular lift ticket is or one and a half times what a regular lift ticket is. Eventually they're going to say, Hey, why don't we creep up the lift ticket and, mm-hmm. you know, give less last, uh, fast pass? I don't know. Like it just. It seems like it would create another level of raising prices in the industry. Problem two, it'll be tempted to create dissatisfaction. Of course, you go there, I can't get in, or it costs too much to get a pass, or some other stuff, people are pissed off. And the big one is number three, it'll change the dynamics of all the different resorts. It may change the dynamics of things, which might be good, which is what they want to probably draw more people to their resort, but it might also have a a different effect. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to look up when Disney actually implemented that the first time. And I can't get an answer here. It's been a while. Then they had people cheating the system saying they were... uh, Oh, 99. Yeah. They first started that. Wow. So it's been a really long time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just look at how it affected their... And I'm sure they've looked at some studies and been like, well, th- this is how else would the ski industry put inflation on everybody else? Right on top of all the other excuses we have for fuel, delivery of stuff and, and availability to, to things. I mean, every everything is going up a lot. Construction's probably gone up the most. I got to say construction's probably gone up about 50% more. From what you well, I wonder what snowmaking how much it's going to increase this year, just because of the again the machinery yeah. getting employees to work there. I mean, I'll well, think the, about it, it. Should be the same except for when machines break. It might not be a matter of paying money. It might be a matter of oh, we can't get that part till a certain time, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome then to have a mobile three D printing? repair truck this winter how about a mobile snow machine just walk around and just, just <laughs> make snow everywhere that would yes. actually be awesome a tractor trailer just blowing snow everywhere <laughs> yeah. you just go to like a diner like hook up to like a fire hydrant and just like <laughs> i want to be here for like 2 hours eating pancakes and stuff breakfast just and make just snow everywhere blanket and snow would be great <laughs> so it's yeah so you 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 make a good point about how things like have changed a lot with that now I'm going to take the the counter to that. Okay. Imagine you work for a hedge fund. You're a big, fancy, rich, important person. You're doing God's work, moving numbers around. That's right. And you got to take your jet, your private jet from one place to another. You're taking your private jet to Vale for Christmas week. You don't want to wait in line with these peasants. You get your fast passes I mean, again, Vail vale is, vale is not currently included in this list, but there are rumors going around that perhaps Vail may implement a similar plan. Because There's rumors going around that there's already a program that's not spoken about. Number one rule is not to speak about it. Not saying speak about it. Broke the rule already. But think about it. If this is successful, every place is going to do it. Oh, yeah. And by successful, it doesn't mean a better ski experience. It means more money for the resorts. Well, think about it. If you get like a, a lesson, you're like you jump the line all the time, and you're like, ah, this is one of the benefits of a lesson. For what they charge for lessons, you should get to cut the line. Exactly. So, yeah. is it going to be at that level of expensive, or is it going to be just a little bit moderate? And it's like, well, well the thing is, I don't is, have to get a lesson now. They have to make it that expensive because if they, well, that actually might be a good way to, yeah, you'd rather get a lesson for two hundred bucks yeah. versus paying fifty to a hundred for your fast pass. They should be like, it's 200 bucks and it includes an all day lesson. How about that? The scary thing is I could see this again. They're saying it's starting at 50 bucks. I could see this getting ridiculous because you know, how they do that with the, the lift ticket oh, yeah. prices. How yep. like If you go on to, I mean, used to be liftopia. I don't know whatever they're using now. You go on there and you're like, Oh, the tickets today are 80 bucks. Then you wait to the day of, it's like 150 oh, and it's, it's going to be the same thing with these you know, these, these uh, fast track passes, they're going to start at 50. And again, if it's like a busy day, a powder, day, it's like, Oh, but that's money on top for of that. the lift. the lift pass, on top right. Top of the lift ticket or your season pass or whatever you just right. paid a lot for. Now, so again, let's say we're going, we're going back to my story. My veil vale oh. guy, my oh, veil vale yeah. guy, he's taking his private jet out there. He's got corporate rating to do. He's got, you know, he's got things to do. He's got his Coke dealer bothering him. You have to get out there and get as many runs in as you can. So Boom. you want to pay you know whatever that. it costs for that fast pass. You get on that line. You go up and, and down. A, and that's when we break out of King Sioux. Going big with the King Sioux. <laughs> you want to get out there and get as many runs as you can. Hell perhaps yeah. It'll cost and that's a, why I love it. Perhaps it'll cost you thousand bucks for your lift ticket for the day. But you know what? You don't care. It's a thousand bucks. Dude, I'm my own worst enemy because I hate the idea. But I love that it's there. You almost you want to be the guy that's a yellow moment to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. But dude, you know, again, we've been at Killington on holiday weekends, on busy powder Saturdays. I still think the worst time on ever was mud weekends that are just well, horrible. I still think the worst day horrible. I've ever had in the northeast was that day at Mount Snow when it was so windy that the the one next to the bluebird wasn't running the bluebird was at half speed and it was a Saturday and it just been snowing all week. So it was, I think I waited an hour and a half at one point to get on that stupid bluebird. And Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, fuck this place. Like, um, why would I ever come back here? Exactly. And that's again, the Northeast is a unique beast. Mount bachelor, probably not going to have that bigger problem. I think one of the things, these things also teaches us is that you need to find a way in your life to not have to ever ski on the weekends. Or at least just Saturday. If you can avoid Saturday.
1: I think Saturday wor- is the worst.
0: It's easily the worst day. Who the hell wants to ski on a Saturday? If you could if you could ski midweek, you wouldn't need to deal with this fast track thing. And you'd, yeah. be, you'd get a cheaper lift pass too. Because you get those midweek passes. They're usually like two thirds. Expensive time for the la- uh, fast pass people on the weekend. Let them buy that shit. Go yeah. during the week. And again... I've been in those goddamn Killington lines on a Saturday. If you charged me a hundred bucks extra and again miserable. But again, miserable. if this is something you did once a season or twice a season where you're like, you know what? I'm skiing on this Saturday. I'm not dealing with these goddamn lines. I'm paying for this. So perfect example, I go to Tremblant with Rem, that little quick tremblant trip that we took. And uh, we're there on a Friday and we're skiing and it was like, great. We we stayed overnight in Montreal and then we went up to Tremblant, and, you know, it's got the same little feel. It's like a mini version of, of Whistler and which is kind of a it's like a French Whistler. It was like a killjoy for me because I'm like, I, this is Whistler. But in a mini version, this is a tiny, miniature French Whistler, little tiny French Whistler. Like, really? So like a croissant version of Whistler. We get up there the next day and it's funny. We're on the lift on, we're on the tram or whatever that Friday conditions weren't great, but they're like, Oh, tomorrow's going to freeze even more. And there's not going to be any, any wind or any, uh, rain or whatever shit we had going on. I was like, Oh, yeah, it's cool. So we're talking to people. And we're like, Oh, so you're going to ski tomorrow? They're like, Oh no, we're not going to ski tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you just said it's going to be awesome tomorrow and it's not as good today. And like, yeah, it's going to be better tomorrow, but we're not going skiing. I'm like, What are you doing? Like, oh, we're going to do some bullshit. You know, people are like sledding, whatever. I was like, what is going on? This is weird. (laughs) So, of course, we wake up, get in a little gondola thing, go to the the main like tram. It was, I got to say, an hour wait, hour wait in about 20 degree weather. It was Cold as shit. So we we stand there waiting in this stupid line. I'm like, I'm not going back to that lift. Let's go to the other side. Cause the other side was colder, and that's where they had all the more advanced runs. And we're like, we're gonna ski there anyway. So we get on in. And it's like uh it's like a four chair. And we go down and I look and I'm like, you know, there's a bus that drops you off right here that comes from the other <laughs> side. <laughs> so the next day we did that, but I was like, shit, Saturdays are just horrible. Yeah, are. Saturdays are just the worst days in ski on the ski resort, Like yeah. by far. Again, everyone's out there. But we're on a Friday talking to people like, we're skiing Friday, we're not skiing Saturday, and we're skiing Sunday and leaving. And I'm like, you would risk a whole day of not skiing? Like, absolutely. It's like, that crowded. You, it's like, trust us, you'll see tomorrow. <laughs> trust us, don't do it. Yeah. You should have replanned your trip. It's something people are going to have to think about now. And like I said, if you do this once a year, twice a year, you're like, I'm, I'm skiing on the Saturday. Like, I, I just have to bite the bullet and do it. Well, at least you can this do year it. It doesn't way. seem. Yeah. At least this year, it doesn't seem like they're going to do the reservation system. And the that's just weird. But in a way, too, that kept the numbers down. Because they could only sell so many lift tickets per season or per day that it would never get that super crowded. And again, we've been there Christmas week, too. I'm just talking (sighs) using Killington as an example. Horrible. Horrible. I skied one day and thank God I had a season pass because if I had just paid a hundred and whatever bucks to ski that goddamn day, I think it was the, I don't even remember if it was a Friday or Saturday of Christmas week. I was like, this is absolutely insanity. Like I could not, I, I, I knew it would be bad. I knew it would be really bad, but I you had no be that bad. ability to conceptualize just how bad it would be. I was like, this is the absolute worst. People are like, you take <laughs> off Christmas, we can go skiing. I'm like, no. That's the Who last. That? I will work that week and take off the first week in January right. and ski that week because that's I don't the think way I've do ever it. taken off on the holidays. I don't know. Eh, you got little kids, it's different. You got to like. You, you have kids, be, you have to. Not this year. I work from home anyway. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm working really hard. Realize I'm well, like building leggings. You got to work around those. Well, he's only in, is he in first grade yet? Dude, he's in freaking preschool. Not even close. Preschool. That's what I'm saying. When he gets to first grade, that's the real deal. You're like, okay, we're on a strict schedule. You gotta make so many, so many days a year. Like Dude, I'm know. gonna be the parent who pulls his kid out of school to go on vacation. Good. I'm gonna be like, what Good. are you gonna do, tenured? Teacher? I wish my what if I could do? tell my parents something in the future, make more money and pull me out of school. <laughs> <laughs> make more money. <laughs> you broke ass <laughs> bitches. Cause they could pull me out of school. All oh. I was doing is sitting at home, eating a fucking grilled cheese. That's it. That was happiness. I was like, "God damn!" But I can go sledding. (laughs) Broke ass bitches should have bought some Microsoft stock. I'm not stupid. I'm like, make more money and get me out of school for goddamn vacation. That's a, I was like with the rich kids at my school would do all the time. They're like, like he's gone for a week. It's like, well, his parents pulled him out to go to Vale or Breck or something. They yeah, could come back with their little sweatshirt and talk about that too. Yeah, I was skiing on my like 215s and like, yeah, it was great. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. Like I was that motherfucker's pizza French fry and that and the whole mountain. You know that the turtleneck and the sweatshirt on, the coolest kid around, like, eh, get the fuck out of here. I hated those kids. I was, sweater. I was jealous. Remember no. that look? Turtleneck no, with that the sweater look. vest. <laughs> no, it was like the sweatshirt with the turtleneck. Oh, yeah. That was the look. That was the look. That was the look. Jealous then, there. jealous now. You I want to be the time. guy people are jealous of. Yeah. Wh- why can't we do that? Why At am I months? the one who's got his face in the doo doo? <laughs> why could I be going through the club <laughs> in slow motion? <laughs> s- slow mo club. Slow motion. Right, I broke up in the pseudo-sue, so if anybody doesn't know... Um, you are that King Sue, the... not pseudo-sue? <laughs> Jesus I'm not, Christ! I'm not, I'm not saying it's pseudo-sue because this is a lot more alcoholic. <laughs> this is the real deal right here. This thing is how dinosaurs got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you grow hair on your peaches, kid. T-Rexes would get drunk off one can of this. Waving their no little arms around, were... getting all pissed. So Top Link they're out of uh, Iowa, Idaho, Ohio... One of the Eyes. one of the vowels starting you know middle of the Val. country, it's a vowel part of the country, uh, and they brew down here in Florida, I think, so lucky for me, well, there's a lot of midwesterners down here anyway, but um, I found that beer locally, surprisingly, and, and I I've got some for it. you. I'm still sending it to you. I still gotta drink all this goddamn Stella that I have, dude, Stella is like i I get out of work Stella. and Stella's like, boom, <laughs> it's calling me it's Stella. Stella's the kind of beer like you. Say you I was in the office and I was driving home on a Friday afternoon. I would drink this beer in the car. <laughs> yeah. That's like right. this is the beer I would drink in the car on the way home. So Stella is like the old friend that was at the bar that you just bang a lot. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what she's there for, right? She's there for it, Like, hey, what's up, man? This, I'm, I'm nice, always here. He has the nice golden blonde top, you know? It's like the, like Stella's good. It's I again I don't know. Well, I do know why I haven't drank it, because I'm a freaking beer snob. But I... So I used to like Stella, and now I like Stella even more, because like it's available more. So it's one of those things, like, I used to love bass. Remember bass? They're gone, because the, the distribution just like fell apart. They're gone? They're gone. I don't know. I, you can't find them on tap anywhere. Hmm. And who drinks bass anymore? Like It's one of those things, like, they killed the brand. Wouldn't it be awesome if Bass Pro Shops served bass? They should buy the they should buy it. Wouldn't that, that would be, be like perfect. beautiful synergy? You know, if you're the bass pro shop guy, and I know I've actually heard stories about who he is and he's rich AF. And you think? Yeah. But if he has any hair on his peaches, he should buy bass beer and put it in the pro shops. That'd I'm talking great. a lot about men's balls this episode. Have you noticed that? Just men's <laughs> Brian's looking at the statistics. Like you you said balls about That's like the sixth time you've mentioned the <laughs> genitals of men, the genitals. Menitalia. Manitalia. Johnny Morris, he is the founder of Bass Pro Shops. Look at that. The man's worth 7.1 billion dollars. B- billion dollars. I'm pretty sure he could afford to buy Bass beer. Oh fuck yeah. Who owns Bass beer? Nobody. Bunch of Nothing. Bunch Johnny, boots. I'm going to hook you up with something. I believe probably the queen owns bass. Queen mum. Let's see queen mum. a point. Yeah, so I'm watching Downton Abbey now. Oh my God. Talking about <laughs> balls. Gone. I got to turn in my man card. Ball's gone. Oof. But I'm not really watching it. I'm actually doing other stuff while it's on. And I take a nap at the end. <laughs> Did you watch the, um, the new Sopranos? No, or I got s- the many saints of Newark. How is that good? I dug it, man, but I'm a Sopranos whore. Like I love anything they do. Well, here, here's the benefit I got. Like I can't just go into Soprano or Soprano post Soprano because my wife has never seen the Sopranos and she'll be like, okay, I'll binge watch it. Are you serious. So, oh yeah. I'm going to watch that shit. All over. I'm watching Game of Thrones again for her. Are you really? I'm like, yeah. Why not? Do You have the time for this to watch old TV again. Why not? There's nothing good on TV. Uh, tell me tell me two good things that are on TV right now that you would drop this to go watch right now. I'll, all I can tell you <laughs> what I've watched in the last. Three if he says something with the Kardashians, I'm gonna fucking shock you through this but like, keyboard. My or friend, it's the opposite. I've only been able to watch I watched that Nets thing, the 30 for 30, the yeah. uh was it like a night in Queens or whatever? That was awesome. Nice. I watched the Chappelle stand-up special. And I watched that many Saints of Newark, the Supreme And that's it. That's all I've watched in the last like two or three weeks. And the God. And the Penguins whooping up on the lightning. And Actually, they God. raised the banner and the three top players and the penguins Boo. are out. That was a shit show. I was like, That what was a weird ass game. Oh, and when they pulled the goalie weird. with six minutes left and the penguins scored like four empty net goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, You guys know this is regular season, right? Back to back banners, man. I mean, that's they were talking about too during the game because the Penguins were the last team before the Lightning to win two in a row, and they said that third one, man, is just brutal because you know how long that season just grinds you down. You can't do it twice in a row. Free agency kills it. Free agency kills it, and uh, I mean the long season too. All the different. Dude, I'm a fan. The only reason they did four in a row and were driving for five because right after that was free agency kicked in and just fucked up the whole like everything. You know, they were the last team in the modern era to do it, right? It was them, yeah. and then I guess the Canadians in the seventies did it once. Then before that, there was six teams, so you know, right? That happened a stay. lot more often, exactly. But I think the Devils didn't they have like two two? two I don't even row. think they won back to back. I think they were won like every other year for a while there. Really? Because they were like three for five or something. They like won that. a lot. Maybe they did win back to back. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But I think they, they were more won, like, spread out. I got to say over five years, they probably won like three. I was like, and it was, they were trying to call them a dynasty, but it wasn't like in a row. So and they won in 95. That was that weird strike shortened year. Yeah. The strike. Got yeah. Me see, awful. they won got 94, it. 95. They won 99, 2000 and 2002, 2003. So they were all spread out. It was never back to back. Yeah. But that's kind of good for the organization. Now they're just shit. Well, they were so strong from that '94 team that lost to the, uh, well, Sorry, PK Team that lost to the Rangers. They looked that's when they're kind of they all started because that was when Brodeur was a rookie and they started Head building from Rangers. there. But they were uh back in that neutral zone trap, that Jacques Lemaire team that made it so boring to watch. Jacques Lemaire. They were so boring to watch, but they were such a good team. They had Brodeur and and Dude, Stevens how and much New is Martin York. Brodeur worth these days? Hey man, all those uh enterprise commercials he's doing, he's just ball out gotta of control worth a lot. like he's got the cups in there like wh- how do you do this yeah he was the man dude like i hated the devils and the rangers but like he was that just so solid. good he was so good yeah that yeah, guy's money but yeah, they had they had Brodor, they had Stevens and Niedermeyer at their Stevens. defensive core, and they just started to plug in guys in. I mean, yeah, they had Eliash and those guys that were you know around for a while. But they, with that system they had, they could just plug a couple of new guys in, and they would get the job done. So that's what I heard the fourteen, the U fifteen team talking about this weekend, and they mentioned the Islanders, and I was like, and I'm like, no, no, Islanders, they're okay, but it's a system team. They just plug people in, and I'm like, well, that's a Trotz thing too. Right, so that's that's what they do. I'm like, but oh, okay. look how far the Islanders went without their friggin' captain, without Anders yeah. Lee. He's a beast. Dude, they got all a those guys together on the team. That's why.
1: Barzell is
0: stick. They did lose Lightning. Eberle, though. Lightning's lost, money, though. I'm they like, lost Damn. Eberle to the Kraken, though. I know. The Kraken. lose the Kraken. <laughs> but yeah, the Lightning, uh-huh, they looked weird. Hey, good for you, the Penguins, this year. We're winning the cup this year, bro. No, we're not winning sh- anything. <laughs> All their players, their best players are old. Kind of sliding down the hill. Malkin had knee surgery. Who knows what he's going to look like? Crosby's getting old. Watang's getting old. Letang. I don't know. I don't know. Wu-Tang. So, Wu-Tang is getting old. Dude, I love Latang. He's my favorite player on the team. Latang. wu plays. He's an offensive defenseman. That's what I used to do. Yeah. It's Throw it's... some big hits. Make some amazing plays. That was me. Makes a lot of terrible plays. That was also me. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So uh, I was watching Lightning the other day, and I had part of this gummy that I finished today. <laughs> and I tell you, what, everybody's movement so goddamn slow. I was like, when is somebody going to hit somebody? What was it called like a? Was it like a <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning? Like a champ on? Like a champ on uh, gummy champon. or something? Right. Champ on Bay. Champ on Bay. That'd be great. Yeah. I 7.1 billion. I, think, I like the bass. I like the bass <laughs> connection. Bass beer in a bass bass, bass beer. Job. Bass beer. Gotta make it happen. I like it. Bass beer and a bass beer. I used to love that. Black and tan with a bass beer. Just saying. Could work. That could work. But Isn't that what it was? Wasn't it like Smith-X. a bass and a, was it Smithix? I, f- I think that's what it should be. I'm going to look it up right now. A proper black and tan. I thought it was or Guinness involved. Or it could be a Guinness and Smithix. Yeah, it's Guinness and. Ass is the tan and Guinness is the black. Guinness is black. Bass, see? Bass. Bass. Is- bass. Slap it a bass. Slap it a bass. Wawa wewa. You got to slap it a bass. I love how they actually have. I'm on this website and they actually have a recipe for a black and tan. Fuck yeah. It takes. There's zero cook time, believe it or not. <laughs> And apparently <laughs> apparently there's three minutes of prep time. I don't know if that means driving to the store to go buy it and coming home. I want to see the people make this off of that video. Like if they've never made a cocktail, I want to see them make this. Oh, there like, is a video and it's 30 seconds long and you can watch them popping open the pale ale. <laughs> is it a bass though? They're using a Sierra Nevada. Oh, you know, see, that's what I'm saying. Let's just, just get weird. Why not? They're like, well, it has to be a Guinness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A Guinness. And just one of these other random brands. Like, what? You can't do that. There's like eight pictures here. Well, there's a black and blue. Blue Moon Top with Guinness. We've all had a black and blue. It's not fun. I don't, you know, don't know what sort of animals would be drinking that. <laughs> black and brown. Top Guinness. Black Castle, and tan yinling. Black and, black black and, and wutan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a black wutan. What about a, uh, a black heady? could do a little heady topper and Guinness mix it together. Oh, oh. Why the fuck not? Let's just there are no rules anymore. Let's just more crap on you, Alchemist. How you like that? Why don't we just mix a heady topper with a white claw? Who gives a fuck anymore? Let's just let's just get full <laughs> stupid. hey heady claw dude. Get I have this heady, heady claw. claw. A Claudie um, Topper. Claudy to- Topper. <laughs> I got a Claudie Topper. I am gonna make cla- This is all stupid. A black and red, a raspberry lambic topped with chocolate <laughs> stout. Like who is drinking this shit? Who's drinking this? Just get a goddamn Stella. Like a friggin' proper Belgian gentleman going on <laughs> hey, a bike ride. Just go in the fucking cooler, grab a goddamn beer, and drink it. When fucking mixing anything. Like, this is getting... We're just getting to a point of ridiculousness. Get a, get a beer, kid. Get Eddie, a beer. Uh, the Claudie Topper. <laughs> Claudie Topper. Just go get one of those Claudia. Just Just a little bit dude. on this thing. Who Claudie cares? Toppa. Everything's going to hell anyway. Let's put just... Let's right get my head to head to pour on the fire, right? I don't even know. That'd be great if it was flammable. Like extra flammable. Well, yeah, just pour some 151 on top and let it on fire. it will be delicious. Or your freaking Four loco. Four loco. It's still in the fridge. You know, I think end of the year, you're going to have to take out that Four loco. You're going to have to do it by the end of this year. I got to do something with it, right? I don't think it's safe to keep... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get like... <laughs> you know what you're going to get? You're going to get that little knock on the door. Poop, poop, poop. And you're like, hello? You're like, stand away from the door. Stand away from the door. <laughs> Boom. The bomb you're squad's like, there. Bomb squad in there. We heard oh, there's a pre-2011 Four loco on the premises. Down on the, floor. Down on the floor. Okay, I think I found it, sir. Rubbers into your fridge. All right, stay on the floor. Stay on the floor. I'm just taking them like, right, right like holding it like this, like, <laughs> <far>. <laughs> And then, later on in the evening, you were like... like oh my god i think they blew it up imagine i blew up new jersey because of my four loco i would be there'd be statues built to me (laughs) all over the world you know what i would put a statue up for you that'd be great he was the man that brought that he sacrificed his himself (laughs) and his four loco to remove Uh, the earth with new jersey that's awesome thank you thank thank god's work and perhaps that could bring (laughs) our country together imagine that Boom. The sacrifice of just destroying New Jersey, but to you gotta make sure tie our country like, together. When you blow up, you have to make the high voltage keep bum sign in the in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like handshake or like finger gesture or something. Oh no, just the logo. Just, just like fucking Batman. Just the goddamn ah. logo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the bat signal. Ah, it's the bum fucking- signal. <laughs> just there's the, bump, the signal. bump signal that'd be great can you imagine we start going out to like resorts and be like put up the bump signal well i was thinking getting spray paint and just like oh. spray paint getting like uh those like banksy the cutouts oh, the stencils ba- banksy hits slopes get some stencils and start spraying Banksy, them. if you're listening because i know you are and i know you have people that that li- make you listen or find people that are talking about you but if banksy is listening we could definitely do something with him and the bombs. Let's collaborate. We'll Paint on snow. Dude, I'm going to go to sleep, wake up, and there can be like a fucking painting of like my own, of our own like logo on my wall. Like chalk, out- about like chalk outlines. Yeah. He's about like a bunch like- of like snow chalk outlines. <laughs> he's going to sign Banksy. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to be like go afraid. Wouldn't it be awesome? Like, why isn't there any aerosol alcohol? Like, imagine you had an aerosol can. And you could that actually whipped spray stuff. Was pretty close. In. Whipped lightning was one of the greatest inventions in <laughs> Whipped lightning. If you don't know what whipped lightning is, you missed an. You missed the era an before era. the podcast. I don't know. It was like the twenty like. What are the 10... most dangerous things that you've put in your body? Whipped lightning is one of them. Whipped lightning is definitely up there. That that four loco will probably be the next the most dangerous thing. But how many four locos did you drink? I never drank a lot of four locos. Maybe one or two. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you're a novice. Whipped lightning. So there was a time. It was like 2010, maybe. Like 2010 to like 2013. They decided to make alcoholic whipped cream. Yeah. And like the put spray. It on your like goddamn chocolate <laughs> <a> martini, bitch. <laughs> I used to just like drink. Like it was good though. So there was whipped lightning. You used and to and just was, fucking. You do it on that thing. Dude, we used to do like jello shots with the whipped lightning on top. And that's when things started getting a little bit crazy. Yeah. But like you just take him, Like. And it's like forty four percent alcohol whipped cream. That's the awesome. stuff. Was delicious. I don't know what happened to it. There was this one. Can you had a backpack of that, dude. There was that one ghetto liquor store in Clifton I had to go to to get it. <laughs> like the shady one on the circle. Like that was the only place that had it. That's but awesome. It was so good, and it was. I went to a so salt horrible. spot on that circle. Did you really? Yes, it was all salt. (laughs) Like, remember that I got a fucking goop on, I was like going to that salt thing, going, oh, like it was pretty wild. Wow. It was all right. Yeah, Whipped Lightning was amazing. I don't know if they sell anymore. They called it Whipahol. 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 Are you a -a whipaholic? Pardon me. I'm uh. So apparently they do still have it. Damn. Or they just keep paying their website bill, one or the other. <laughs> They're like, we got this paid for 10 years. You know that it's only available in like eight states. That's awesome. Trying to go for that ninth whipped lightning. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it yet, step your game up. Imagine you are, you get to go to your bass pro shops. If they sell it at bass pro shops uh, with the bass, Sigma, if you're going to hunt and fish, I'm sorry, but everybody, I haven't been on a long camping trip. Ever in my life, but everybody that has that I've talked to, they just get hammered while they're there. <laughs> so why wouldn't Bass Pro Shops have like a liquor store or like a beer supply? Like you don't even want a liquor store; you want like a nothing high end, nothing craft, just beer. It, it even say on the can just beer. Bass Pro Shop beer, right? Just beer. Just beer. That's actually a pretty brilliant idea. That's see, we are just Caravas. We're a think tank. That's what we are here. I think we should just brew generic beer, Bass Pro Shop beer, Carabas beer, whoever you want. We should just mix all the old crap in our fridges together. Duck Dynasty beer. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Dynasty beer. That's it for sunshine in another can. Duck Dynasty draft. <laughs> Bam. Oh, poof. Boom. Well, I mean, that's the perfect way to end the podcast, I think. I don't think I could say anything else. That was... The coup de gras. I, uh, I wrote that down. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, SkiBumPodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at SkiBumPodcast. Send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you to Paradise Skis. Hit them up, ParadiseSkis.com. Ski Bum 15 15% off. Thank you so much for listening. Get <laughs> in Colorado. Get on the snow. Everywhere else, get ready to we'll be snow. out there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay
1: See ya.